0: Now, we're joined by the experts at Vetify, a new data analytics and thought leadership company that is transforming financial services from an industry to a community, one relationship at a time.
1: This is a challenging time, probably the most challenging in 30 years. Coming out of the financial crisis, $600 billion in ETF assets. They're starting to understand that there's more opportunity outside of those major market indexes.
0: Tom, thanks for joining me this week. How has the uh, summer been treating you?
1: It's been great, Nate, and hope you're enjoying it too and keeping cool.
0: I am. uh, I feel like I've worked way too hard this summer, not to get my violin out. I would have liked to have had a little bit more downtime, but I've kind of just powered through for better or worse. So I hope you've relaxed more than I have.
1: Well, I, I feel the same. And it's not like things are slowing down at all in the ETF space. Every time you turn around, there's more innovation, which makes it fun for you and me.
0: No question. And then, of course, you you layer on everything going on uh, in the markets. And maybe that's a good place for us to start. So I do have sort of a grab bag of topics for us today. And, you know, I was thinking back, you and I haven't visited since early July. And you look over the past month or so, the market environment has shifted a bit, right? It's been a much different experience than, than what we saw in the first half of the year, and I look since July 1st, so the S&P 500, since that time, it's up over 8%. The NASDAQ 100 is up about 13%. Even you look at broad bonds, which were absolutely bludgeoned earlier in the year, worst start ever, they're positive since since July 1st, up about a percent. So I, I guess time to start. I'm just curious from your perspective what are you seeing right now? Are you surprised by this bounce? Uh, do you think it's real? Is this just a, a bear market rally? How are you feeling about things right now?
1: Well, I, I think like most investors and advisors, you're somewhat relieved. there had been a lot of bleeding in both the equity markets and the bond markets. But as you point out, especially over the uh, the last six or eight weeks, we've seen some pretty big rebounds. I mean, off of the mid-June lows. Uh, the, the QQQs alone, the NASDAQ 100, is up almost 20%. Uh, Kathy Wood's lineup is up almost 35% off those lows. And we've seen some nice stability in the S&P. And what's surprising is also the, the small caps, Nate, you know, with the boom of 17% off of those uh, June lows, it's pretty impressive As small cap stocks have really outperformed expectations, number one, but also when you think about rising interest rates and the strong dollar, that's actually been favorable for small caps too. So ETFs like the uh, iShares, IWM, pretty impressive as a lot of advisors are turning to diversifying the small caps for the first time in 10 years.
0: I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but any thoughts on current valuations? I, I mean, if you look at a lot of the metrics out there, valuations have come down. They seem like they're in a much more reasonable range. But of course, that's going to be highly dependent upon what earnings look like moving forward. Uh, any thoughts on, on how stocks are valued right
1: now? Well, they're, uh, you, you, the the P on the, on the S&P 500 is 17, which is right at the 10-year average. So not too cheap uh, and not too expensive kind of Goldilocks just right. And with the blended growth rate of 6%, um, which is actually the lowest that we've seen um, since Q4 of uh, 2020, it's one of those things where, yes, earnings have come down a bit, but not to the point where it's devastating. We're still seeing more beats than disappoints on the, from an earnings standpoint and that's good. But I think the big thing, Nate, and you and I are looking at this all the time. We've got clarity from the Fed on what they're trying to do to fight inflation. So there's less concern about rising interest rates. There's more clarity in the bond market. And there's some sense of optimism that inflation will get out under control, which is bodes well for both the bond market and the stock market.
0: So that's a good segue here because you had sent me over some uh polling questions that Vetify recently ran for advisors. And if, if you don't mind, I'm gonna steal your thunder here. I want to go through the results of two of these that really jumped out at me. So the first question uh that you asked advisors was how would you characterize your outlook for the rest of the year? And I would say the responses were mostly split, but did veer positive. So six percent said. They were very optimistic. 50%, 50% said they had reserved optimism. 39% said they had mild pessimism. And then 5% said they were very pessimistic. And then I want to combine uh, those responses with the other question that Betify asked advisors, which was, where do you believe the market will be 12 months from now? And 65% said higher, 65%. Uh, 19% said lower. And then 16% said flat. But overall, and especially on that uh, that second question, I mean, I, I would say fairly bullish sentiment, especially given how difficult things were in the first half of the year. I, I
1: know you looked at those questions. Were you surprised by that at all, that bullish sentiment? It's been a decisive change just in the last 60 days, Nate. Um, you know, the, the AAII sentiment ratings, uh, just a couple months ago, were the worst that we've seen in 20 years for self-directed investors. Now again, we know most advisors try to take advantage of bear markets and negative sentiment. But for the most part, advisors across the board were negative from a sentiment standpoint 60 days ago. you know we've always got our finger on the pulse as far as surveying advisors every week. It was really nice to see that positive change, and if you followed the old traditional strategy of sell in May and go away, you missed out. And uh, advisors have been relentless about continuing to provide good diversified asset allocation, especially in the bond market. Nate, you know we saw negative flows in the first four months of the year. That's come back strongly.
0: No, it's a good point, and to what you were saying earlier. I mean, I know it's a bit cliche, but I think it all comes back to the Fed. And if advisors are looking out on the horizon, and, and maybe they do think that economic growth is going to slow a little bit. I know we had that really hot jobs report on uh, on Friday. But I, I think the thought is that maybe the Fed is offering a little bit more clarity, and maybe they're going to slow their pace of uh, of rate hikes. And so that's giving a little bit more confidence. But you, you know, you, you still have this tug and pull or <laughs> with the, with the Fed, right, where, uh, you know, it's, It all comes down to how they're going to approach things uh, moving forward. How aggressive are they going to be? I I just think that's the key thing to watch here.
1: Well, you're right that it has been for the last two years, the number one concern of advisors out there. Um, However, it's nice to see that they're less concerned and a little bit more optimistic, uh, optimistic as we go into the final part of the year.
0: I know we're talking markets here, but I I do want to talk ETFs here a, a little bit and uh, the past couple of weeks, I've dug pretty deep into ETF flows overall, but I know you track these pretty closely as well. Anything catching your attention on ETF flows this year or even just over the past month or so, given the markets?
1: Well, aside from the nice shift that we saw in fixed income uh, of money coming back into fixed income markets, we've seen consistency in the equity markets for sure. You know, I think a couple of things, um, an uptick in currency. Uh, Currency hasn't been something that advisors have talked about regularly, but when you look at, uh, for example, the percentage increase in flows, it's been over 35% year to date uh, with $1.4 billion going in. And and you look at ETFs like uh, the Invesco long dollar ETF UUP, there's a lot of feeling that we're going to continue to see a strong dollar during times of uncertainty. uh, And we know that affects... Uh, affects those big global companies that are diversified both in the U.S. and overseas, and then back to the idea that it helps the smaller companies. We may be at a period of time where it gets back to small companies outperforming large companies that they have historically, but that hasn't been the case in the last 10 years when you've got those mega cap fang stocks that have just blown the rest of the markets away.
0: Yeah, the one thing I think is interesting looking at ETF flows now, even though it's been a uh, really, I think, a spectacular year overall for ETFs given the markets, I think it's a bit tough to read the tea leaves right now when you look at where money is going. I mean, you have money going into all types of fixed income ETFs. I don't know that you can read a whole lot into that. I think you have some people playing a potential recession and getting into longer dated uh, treasuries. You still have people piling into the short end of the curve on fixed income. You'll see... uh, flows all across the board on equity ETFs. It's really tough to make heads or tails of of exactly what investors are doing. I agree, there's certain segments you can look at something like currency ETFs or I I don't know, commodities, uh, flows into gold ETFs and maybe try to draw some conclusions. But overall, I think it's tough to make (laughs) heads or tails.
1: Yeah, well, I I think a lot of people are now saying, hey, commodities, you've missed it if you haven't been in there. Uh, There are a lot of smart people on Wall Street that are saying, we're only halfway into this game. And gold, as you know, has been the worst performing commodity, tends to be a second half player. So keep an eye out for, for gold ETFs, uh, along with those minor ETFs, too. Uh, flows still seem to be pretty strong.
0: Tom, you mentioned ARC earlier. And one of the other questions you asked advisors that caught my attention was, have your views on the investment benefits from fintech innovation shifted in the past year? And I was curious to see the responses here uh, again, just given how challenging performance has been in this space. Right? You, you you look at Ark Invest; they offer the Ark FinTech Innovation ETF ticker ARKF, uh, and then they have exposure to the space through, through their uh, flagship Ark Innovation ETF ticker ARKK. Both of those are down uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like like forty five to fifty percent plus this year. And so the responses to your question th- these are interesting. So. Thirty-seven percent said they are more bullish than before. Forty-six percent said they have not changed their view, and only seventeen percent said they are more skeptical than before. And again, just like we were talking about on the other two uh, poll questions I, I gave, especially that second one, there's a pretty clear bullish bias here. I, I, I was just curious, what did you think about that one? Again, and area, I know that you uh, you spent a lot of time researching.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the flows um, hold up when you look at that. I mean, yes, they've had devastating performance since February of last year. However, flows continue to come in. Nate, I think we've discussed this. If you had a 5% allocation, you bought at the high in February of last year, what would you do if you're an advisor? Would you sell Um, or would you maybe average up to that 5%? And I think most are uh, doing just that. We continue to see flows, more shareholders going into the ARK ETFs. And if you've got that five to seven year horizon, and some of those companies, as you point out, um, are down 70 or 80 percent. Companies like uh, Roku or Zoom or Teladoc, you know, Tesla's down a bunch. Also, they have some exposure in the crypto space that has been whacked pretty hard. So, Look, if you've got a long-term time horizon and you want to make up uh, into these go-growth areas that that Kathy and the team are really good at, um, it's just been a really tough period. And especially if you're younger, I tell my kids they've got something that I don't, and that's time. So make time work for you and increase your allocation by a little bit.
0: All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know that you're not big into predictions, and and this is a a crystal ball-free podcast typically. I always say my crystal ball is broken. It's like completely shattered. But if you had to uh, speculate, Tom, do you think Kathy Wood and and ARK have maybe put in a bottom here? Uh, Again, going back to July 1st, I I ran the numbers on ARKF and ARKK. ARKF is up 26% since July 1st. ARKK is up about 20%. So, so, do you think that uh, perhaps a bottom is in here?
1: So, Nate, for, I, I do, and just for giggles, let's let's put in a bet that uh, not not one year, but two years from now, um, if if they put in it, if it hasn't been a bottom, if it hits a new low, I'll shave my head, and if not, you have to shave yours. <laughs> Well, I'm
0: I'm uh, already heading to that hairdo pretty quickly, <laughs> so we'll, we'll both be winners uh, uh, either way. But, you know, it's just interesting. The reason I asked that question, Tom, is you look at the action in the markets that that we're talking about here. You know, again, since July first or going back towards the end of June, and you do see, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily what Arc holds, but you do see the meme stocks and and some of the junkier stocks, unprofitable companies have really moved. And it is reminiscent of last year, right? Early last year. And just going back to what I was saying with the Fed, I mean, I think, you know, the question is, if, let's say, let's say inflation continues to be a problem, and the Fed does have to stay aggressive here, clearly, that's not going to bode well for, you know, quote, unquote, longer duration growth stocks, right? And, And so I wonder if this is a little bit of a false move. Now, if, if we think that the economy is going to slow a little bit, the Fed's going to back off, then then yeah, maybe you can make the case that people are going to want to look for more growthy plays in that type of environment. So, so I get that. I guess that's why I asked the question is just looking at the recent action here, it's interesting to me and, and to wonder whether or not things have bottomed.
1: Well, I think you can't paint all those stocks with the same brush. And you and when you look at each of them, you know, for example, Roku in the streaming space, it's really competitive in its model, especially with all the other streamers having challenges. And based on the price that you can get it at today, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Teladoc, I'm, I'm not sure about you, Nate, but if I'm, if, if I'm not in an emergency situation, but I want to check in with a doctor, I love being able to do it on video as opposed to having to go to the office, wait for a couple hours and that type of thing. So each and every stock that they have, there's a, there's a case for it. Um, there's a better valuation than there was from 12 months ago. And long term, will there be growth? They're not all going to be winners. But I love the fact that they're innovative and disruptive.
0: Well, and again, regardless, I've said this before, regardless of what you think of Kathy Wood, she deserves a lot of credit for sticking with her approach. It would have been very easy when things were going sideways to pivot and and maybe water down the strategy. She hasn't done that. And so My point of bringing that up is if this bounce is real and uh, we we continue to see a move upward, I think if you're invested in her funds, you know what you're going to get, right? There's not going to be a surprise. You're going to capture that upside. And again, I I think that she deserves credit for sticking with that uh, conviction. Um, Tom, just a a couple minutes left here. You mentioned crypto, and this is sort of on the topic of fintech innovation, I guess, uh, too. I want to ask you about this new ETF from Schwab last week the Schwab Crypto Thematic ETF, ticker STCE. And look, look new launches from Schwab are always going to get my attention just because you don't see that see them that often, right? I mean, Schwab is pretty conservative with bringing new products to to market. But here, they jump right into the crypto space. And you look at the Schwab lineup overall, it's pretty plain vanilla, right? I mean, this is a thematic play. They don't have that on their offerings. And here they go all in. Uh, with a blockchain or crypto ETF. I'm just curious, what did you think of this ETF launch?
1: Yeah, um, so we're clear, they don't own crypto, they don't own crypto futures, but they do own companies that own crypto, like MicroStrategies that have bet the farm on crypto. Um, They do own platforms that that let their clients own crypto, like Coinbase and Robinhood. Uh, They own crypto miners, like Hut8 and Hive and also exchanges like ICE that owns the New York Stock Exchange and, the, and CME, even chip, chip makers like Nvidia. So they've got a good cross-section, but uh, I, I think uh, albeit we're not going to see and probably not going to see a future-based Bitcoin ETF sponsored by Schwab, it is a great way to get into that ecosystem. Um, and boy, for picking the right time, Crypto's not going away, and it has been crushed lately. So the probabilities that they're going to be able to put big numbers up in the next five years are really good. Good for Schwab for being uh, forward-thinking and doing this. I love it. Well,
0: and in typical Schwab uh, fashion, they came in and undercut everybody on price, right? I think this thing's what is it like thirty basis points. 30 dips. Yeah. Yeah, Which is amazing. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit. So here's my hot take on Schwab launching this product, because as I look at the I'm going to call it the quote unquote blockchain space. It's crowded, right? There are a lot of uh, entries in this space. And so you have to wonder, even with somebody with a wherewithal, like Schwab and coming in a low price point, it it causes me to go, okay, well, why did they launch this product? Here's here's what I came up with. I actually think Schwab is a, a huge believer in crypto overall. Or maybe better said, Tom, I think that they know they're going to have to offer crypto trading and custody to compete with other brokerages longer term. So I think this is a way for them to uh, sort of position themselves, as you were saying, as forward thinking in crypto. And honestly, I would actually expect them to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF once the SEC gets comfortable with that. Now, that may be 2035 or whenever, but I, I expect them to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF. And not only that, I think it's only a matter of time before they offer direct crypto trading in custody, where an investor would be able to own Bitcoin and maybe some other crypto right next to the ETFs in their brokerage account or IRA. So I I think this is a way for them to uh, sort of baby step into the space. I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on that. That was my my hot take that I came up
1: with. Yeah, no, Nate, I agree. Um, It's just not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, The blooms off the rose in crypto right now and We're not going to get any spot ETFs uh, in the crypto space through the SEC, especially anytime soon. So like you said, hey, is it five years from now? Is it 10 years from now? Absolutely. They've got a wonderful platform. They have great technology. And they've got a great client base, both on the self-directed and the advisor side. So it makes a heck of a lot of sense. I'm with you.
0: Just to put a book in on the segment, I've given a bunch of uh, returns since July 1st. One other one I'll, I'll toss out there. Bitcoin. Up over 20% since July 1st. So maybe we're getting a little bit of a bounce there. But Tom, always fun chatting. Enjoy the uh, the rest of your summer. Thank you for joining me.
1: You too, Nate. Thanks so
0: much. That was Tom Leiden, Vice Chairman of Vetify.